The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hey there, Buffalo Bills fans. Welcome back to Believe, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast here on the Buffalo Rumblings family of podcasts. My name is John Boccasino, the longtime host of Believe, flying solo this week for a very special episode. I am thrilled to bring to you a guest and a former Buffalo Bills great who became a fan favorite during his eight seasons with Buffalo. Fred Jackson is no stranger to overcoming adversity especially when it comes to pursuing his dreams of playing in the NFL. Jackson was a standout tailback for Division III co-college, earning All-American honors his senior year. But despite that, all 32 teams passed on drafting Jackson in 2003. Undeterred, Jackson remained driven and focused on earning his shot, playing in and starring four teams in both the National Indoor Football League and NFL Europe. Finally, in 2007, Jackson was invited to Buffalo's training camp at St. John Fisher College and never looked back. In eight seasons with the Bills, Jackson rushed for 5,646 yards and scored 30 touchdowns. He caught 322 passes for 2,640 yards and added seven receiving touchdowns. Freddie was the first player to rush for more than 1,000 yards and have 1,000 kickoff return yards in a single season back in 2009, and he finished his career as one of only five undrafted players in NFL history to rush for more than 5,000 yards. On today's episode of the Bill Eve Podcast, we are thrilled and honored to welcome Fred Jackson to the podcast. You know, you come to the Bills as an undrafted rookie out of Coe College. You have to go to the Arena Football League and NFL Europe to play this team that you love. And you finish your NFL career third in Bills history in rushing yards, fifth in rushing touchdowns, and sixth in receptions. When you look back on it, how surreal was your career and what you were able to accomplish? Oh man, it was it it's definitely surreal. I think, you know, like like you alluded to, the path that I had to take to get to the NFL, I think I really valued everything about it. You know, I I, I loved waking up, going to practice, I loved going to meetings. You know, I love being around my teammates, love being around, you know, all the staff and everybody that helped take care of us. It was just, you know, something that I really enjoyed. So, I mean, it, it was 
it, it meant more to me, I don't want to say, than everybody, but the, the little things meant more to me just because of what I had to work through and go through to get there. So uh, I think one of the things that I love that I don't brag about the most, but because I love them both as brothers, but being able to come in as a 25-year-old rookie and, you know, stick around the 35 and, you know, have two first-round running backs, uh, draft picks, you know, on the same teams that I was that I was on and still have uh, the ability to carve out my niche is something that I really hang my hat up on and, and something that I'm really proud of. So, um, But, it, I mean, it was a lot of fun, man, and I, I enjoy it. I enjoy still coming around, being around the guys, uh, you know, still coming to be a part of things, you know, like coming into the playoff game this year and being the legend of the game. Uh, it, it opened up a lot of doors for me, so I just enjoy every moment of it. Every time I get a chance to be around Bill's Mafia, you know, it's something that I jump at. I love your humility. I love the fact that you weren't taking things for granted. And, and as you referenced, Marshawn Lynch and C.J. Spiller were the two first-round running backs that were coming in, and the Bills had such a talented backfield when you were uh, a member of the team. And, you know, your longevity was commendable. You were a fan favorite. You seemed to thrive when you overcame obstacles. And did I read somewhere that you didn't get a single football offer to play in college coming out of Arlington, Texas? Yeah, I mean that, that's that was you know part of all the the, the entire story is yeah I, I mean I was our backup running back in the state of Texas we had the state's leading rusher in front of me uh, so I mean it, obviously in his own right he was a really good running back so being you know on a team with guys that were really talented uh, was nothing new for me you know and I, I knew that I had the ability as well uh, I just didn't get the notoriety that these guys had and um, you know. G- you got to give all those guys the credit as well. They earned their notoriety. You know, Marshawn Lynch is a, is a beast in his own mode. That's why he's, you know, beast mode. And then you have C.J. Spiller, who's a, you know, a Hall of Fame, a college Hall of Fame running back. So these guys are great. And if anything, you know, I owe them a lot because they made me step my game up. Marshawn and C.J. both are guys that I still talk to, you know, two or three times a week because of the the, the relationships that I had with them and how they, they brought the best out of me in. In turn, I tried to bring the best out of those guys. So, um, you know, I loved it. I love competing. I'm a competitor, you know, and, and being being able to share the backfield with guys like that just made me work harder and made me, you know, love the sport that, it, that I was able to play for such a long time. And um, without those guys, you know, coming in and, and being in the same backfield as me, you know, who knows, you know, what I've been, what I would have been capable of, but um, you know, like I said, man, I loved it. I love competing, and it, it was a lot of fun. And you know, I still love being around the sport today. I know that we love to talk about the underdog, and you come out of Co College, a little Division three school, undrafted. You had a phenomenal 2002 season, but all 32 teams, you know, skipped over you in the draft. How did you keep going? And did you ever have that thought about thinking of maybe this dream isn't going to work out, or did that never cross your mind when you're going through those tough times of trying to get the right people's attention? Well, I, I tell you what, it's always hard, you know. And some of the things that I talk to, whenever I talk to guys now um, that you know don't get the notoriety or, or believe that they can do this and want to chase this dream, I say you have to surround yourself with the right people. You have to surround yourself with people that believe in you people that also believe in your ability because when it's hard for you, it's easy. It's easier when you have those people to lean, to lean on, when you have those people who are going to continue to drive you, you know, and I had two great people in my life. You know, uh, my wife and Danielle was always behind me and my twin brother, Patrick, who always pushed me. And without those guys, I wouldn't be where I am. So, um, it, yes, it, you get those days where you like, am I, am I doing this, 
you know, for no reason. Is this a pipe dream? Am I ever going to make it there? But when you have people in your corner that's continuing to push you through that, um, and, I, and I tell people this all the time, if it's worth the hard work, once you get there and actually fulfill the dream of yours, it's going to mean a lot more to you. And, that, and that's precisely what happened to me. You know, I put in a lot of work to get there and to be able to live my dream out of, of waking up and going to go play football for a living, you know, I wouldn't change anything about it. Well, I love, too, the fact that, you know, you have a fellow co-college alumnus, uh, Marv Levy, our, of course, legendary Hall of Fame coach, who uh, he, he cared so much about you and your story. Can you tell our audience a little bit about the relationship with Marv and how he might have given you a start with the Bills? You earned it, obviously, on your own right, but he played a bit of a role in that, too, right? Look, man, I, I tell people all the time, I wouldn't be where I am without knowing Marv Levy. You know, he, he had always you know, tried to stay out of the, the limelight, so to speak, when it came to my career. He always wanted to give me all the glory and say I earned it. But, man, I had a, the opportunity to meet uh, Coach Levy, you know, once at a homecoming game at Cole College. And, you know, he's a, he's an absolute beautiful man. Um, when I talked to him, he told me, he said, you know, I'm afraid if I ever get an opportunity, I will get you a workout because I believe that you have the ability to play at the next level. And, you know, he comes back to – Buffalo as a GM in in 2006, and as a man of his word, three days later I get a phone call from a Buffalo Bill scout saying that they wanted to give me a workout. So I, I he he's always tried to just give me all the glory. But I tell everybody whenever I get the opportunity, I owe my career to Coach Levy, and everything that I was able to do was not possible without him believing in me and giving me the shot. So. Um, huge shout out to Coach Levy and everything that he did for me because uh, without you know him, I wouldn't be the the Buffalo Bill. I wouldn't be the running back that everybody loves. I wouldn't be the the the, the fan favorite, so to speak, that everybody has gotten the, the ability to know. Because uh, without him, there is no Fred Jackson. So I appreciate him and everything he was able to do for me. And I'm sure it made it that much sweeter when he got to come back for the wild card game as the legend of the game leading the charge with his famous worlds, would you rather be than right here, right now, Chan? Those words, you know what, they, they mean so much to me. Uh, just because, you know, like I said, I owe him everything. You know, obviously there was work that I had to do uh, when I was out on the football field, but, you know, he was one of the guys that I was working for the most. You know, he believed in me, and uh, with him believing in me like that and being the GM and a, and a fellow co-college alum, I didn't want it to be – oh, he's only on the team because Marv is here. I wanted to go out and show everybody, you know, that I had the ability to play, and this guy was the first guy to see it in me. So I wanted to make him proud, you know, make everybody that was a co-college alum proud, and, you know, hopefully I was able to do that. Listen, as a Bills fan, Fred, you made everyone proud getting to watch the hard work, the running style. You were just an electric. I mean, you, you probably – were you aware by, when, when you're running out there on the field, you know, the crowd loved to chant, Freddie, Freddie. You, could you hear that when you were playing? Absolutely. You know, and uh, like I said, it was, it was one of the, the driving forces, you know. Um, I always wanted to, you know, when I walked off the field and went and watched film the next day or practice, whatever it may be, you know, I wanted to be proud of what I put on the field. And uh, anytime you get, you know, 60,000, 70,000 people chanting your name at a game, that means you're doing something well. And that's what the goal is. Um, obviously, you want to win football games, but when you can walk away from the game and you hear people, you know, 10, 15 years down the road still saying, man, I loved watching you play in the, in the, the, the work ethic you had and, you know, how hard you, you, you gave everything for this community and this team. Uh, that's what it's about. So 
it was it was easy for me to go out and play and continue to do that. After all you went through, you make the NFL roster, and again, you're in this talented backfield. Did you have a welcome to the NFL moment where things kind of really hit home that, oh, my gosh, I'm here at the biggest stage playing with the professionals? Well, I mean, I, I had a welcome to the NFL moment at, at practice, and it was from London Fletcher, you know, um, an absolute favorite of mine, you know, a fellow Division three athlete. Um, but at practice, I was running, and, you know, I kind of relaxed on a play, and you know, here comes London Fletcher out of nowhere, bam, and hits me, you know, makes me fall head over a tea kettle. And uh, he helps me <laughs> up and he says, you know what, Fred, every time you are between these lines, you're working, you know, and I just wanted to remind you of that. And without him doing that, without him, you know, welcoming me to the NFL in that aspect, you know, in that, that manner, um, you know, I don't think I would have been the player I became because I knew every time I stepped on the field, I had to give it everything I had, every play, and that all started with London Fletcher coming in and, you know, planting me on my butt. So uh, I owe him a lot too as well. That's great to hear the humble beginnings that, of course, launched you on a career where you became the third leading rusher in Bill's history. Uh, you, I believe, are one of only five undrafted players to rush for 5,000 or more yards in your career. So clearly, you know, you made your impression on this game. What are some of your favorite memories from maybe favorite games, uh, favorite times with your teammates? What really stands out to you? Oh, man, it, it's two of them come to come to mind easily. Obviously, my first start, you know, in Washington, my son was two. He was in the stands watching that, and it was against, you know, said player, player before in London Fletcher. He was a linebacker on the other side of the ball when we were playing. So it was just kind of a full circle thing when I was able to go out and start a game against a guy who kind of got my, my career – started by welcoming me to the NFL and then my first career start was against that same person and uh, we were able to go out and get a win so uh, anytime you get those ability or that 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 I don't know storybook you know start to a career that's a lot of fun and obviously when we beat New England for the first time in 15 years whatever it was when we beat them uh, at home that was another great memory you know that team that team was one of my favorite teams to be a part of and to be able to break that and uh, have, you know, 50,000 fans still sitting around 30 minutes after the game just soaking it all up. Uh, that was a lot of fun to be a part of. As a lifelong Bills fan and someone, Freddie, who was at that game, uh, I, I thank you immensely for knocking off uh, Brady and the Patriots. You know, that atmosphere was just frenzied. And thankfully, uh, you the, the play that you ran in originally was going to be called a touchdown – and they said you were down, so we got to kick the field goal, Ryan Lindell, and, and the celebrations began. That was such a special atmosphere, and I think that shows the relationship with the fans and the players. How can you describe Bill's Mafia and, like, what they meant to you, your relationship with the fans in the city of Buffalo? Um, I, it's why I love doing stuff like I am today, man, just be able to come back and, you know, kick it with Bill's Mafia and, and, and hear all the people say, man, I love watching you play Look, we we didn't we weren't a very good team when I played. You know, I we had some great players on our team, but we didn't get quite over the hump. You know, we didn't have the success that these guys are having today. But it didn't matter. You know, Bills Mafia was still in the stands supporting us. You know, still watching every game that we played in. Um, you know, it's mid December. We don't have a chance of getting in the playoffs, and our our stadium is still full. You know, it's you know thirty degrees outside and snow in every of the stadium and we're still filling out those seats so uh that that in itself just talks about the 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 loyalty and the the love that this fan base has for its team and that's what separates it from everybody else 
Um, and I think that anytime you have a fan base like that, it makes it easy to go out and play as hard as you can for them, give them something to be proud of. Uh, and that's why I love being a part of this team, man. That's why I love being a part of this community. Why anytime I get a chance to come back and do anything, I'm here uh, because I, I still love giving back to this community the way they gave to me when I was playing. Do you think if uh, Sean McDermott and, and Josh Allen said, hey, Fred, can you give us a couple of carries, what would it be like to suit up for this team right now with all the talent on that team? You know, when I was back for the Legend of the Game, I had a chance to talk to McDermott for, you know, 20 minutes, and I just told him I really appreciated what he did, what he's what he's done for this team and what he's done for the community. If those guys called me, man, you know, I, I would be out there in a heartbeat just because, you know, it would be a lot of fun to play with these guys, man, a lot of fun to play for a coach like, uh, McDermott, a lot of fun to be out there with a quarterback like Josh and doing uh, whatever I could to help them, you know, have some success because those guys really, you know, eat, sleep, breathe, you know, Bills Mafia the same way that I did when I was playing. So uh, it would it would be a tremendous honor, and I think we would have a lot of fun. There's no doubt I would have a lot of fun <laughs> to be able to play on this team with these guys. Um, you know, if I was if I'd have the opportunity to be out there, I think it would have been some great things that happened to be able to play with a guy like Josh. Yeah, it's really it's great though the fact that you're still so passionate about the fan base and the city. And Fred, what I've always loved about you from afar is your commitment to community service. I want to switch gears just a little bit on that topic because you know you were the Bills Walter Payton Man of the Year in 2014. You were honored in 2015 by the Jefferson Awards Foundation uh, for the greatest public service by an athlete. Where did that drive to give back to your community come from? Uh, you know, I think it was a, a combination of things. You know, one, you know, growing up, my mom always had us doing things for everybody else. You know, it was something she was taught. If you have the ability to help somebody in any sort of way, you know, she, you should without a doubt do it. And uh, being able to be a part of any kind of public service, you know, whether it's going to, you know, say hi to kids or, you know, going to a, a shelter to, to, to help some people, uh, all they had, anybody had to do was call me and say, hey, can you come here? And I was there, you know, because it, it, it takes – very little, very, very little effort to be nice to somebody. And just being nice to somebody is one of the easiest things we can do as a human being. And, um, you know, my wife always instilled that to me early um, in our in our relationship was, you know, it takes no effort to make somebody's day just by, you know, going out and giving them a helping hand. And to be able to still do that now, um, I tell anybody that I've ever done any kind of charitable work with, um, call me. You know, it, it's it's the like I said, it's the easiest thing we can do to be nice to people and you know, try and change their day, send their day in a different trajectory of where it may be going if um they don't have somebody being nice to them. And I think as a as a species, as a human you know, species, that's what we need to get back to doing for each other is, is simple things without expecting anything in return. Uh whenever I'm out doing an event like today, you know, it's real easy for me to take a picture with a kid who's just like, hey, you know, how you doing? Can I get a picture? Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I'm i just standing here. Let's make this happen. So uh, anytime, you know, my I, I can do something to make my mom proud, to make my wife proud, it's something that I'm all about. And, you know, I want to instill that in my kids. I want to be the great example for my kids. Like, hey, man, do this. Uh, it, it makes the world of a difference for people, and that's what we're here to do is just to make everybody around us make our lives or make their lives or days a little bit better. Isn't that the truth? It exemplifies why Buffalo is known as the city of good neighbors. And I know you've always made our Bills fans so proud of how you've conducted yourself and being a great ambassador for the city. Last question for you. You mentioned today you're out with Bills fans. 
I've got this really cool partnership with Hidden Valley Ranch. Tell us a little bit about this partnership and what's going on today uh, tied into the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, it's it's great, man. Well, obviously, you know, the ranch blue cheese battle that goes on, you don't find any better wings than anywhere in Buffalo. So it, it's always going to spark up that debate, do you want ranch or blue or blue cheese? Um, in my family, it's always been ranch. You know, my daughter is the biggest ranch fan in the world, so we have ranch everywhere. And I'm, I'm, any, I got the phone call, you know, come out here and be a part of this, and I was all aboard. She made sure I hopped on the plane to get out here and uh, be a part of this. Uh, but there, Hidden Valley does such a tremendous job. You know, to kick this event off, um, we, we, they donated a check to to help feed all of Western New York. You know, five thousand meals. They continue to do things like that, so it's easy to get behind an organization like Hidden Valley Ranch because, you know, they donated $15,000 to feed more of Western New York. And like I said, anytime you can do some things like that, it makes you want to be a part of it. And um, we're doing that, you know, and and I'm eating wings and having ranch with them. So it's a win-win all the way around. Life's pretty good, I would say. You get to watch Bill's Mafia come out and celebrate with you and just rally around each other and you know, Fred, I got to tell you, thank you so much for making the time to talk with us here on the Bill Leaves Podcast. Keep up the great work. You're always a fan favorite. You always will be. And I know we'll keep seeing you at these events in the future. So thanks for all you do for Bill's Mafia. No th- no problem. It's easy to do it. So I appreciate you. And uh, I hope uh, I get to talk to you again sometime soon. Once again, I want to thank our guest, Fred Jackson, for making the time to join us here on Believe. What an interview. What a time that was speaking with a fan favorite. It was great to see him up in Buffalo for the wild card weekend game versus Miami as the legend of the game. And I'm so happy we could find the time to talk with Freddie Jackson. Again, one of my favorite players as a Buffalo Bills fan. What did you think of our conversation with Freddie? Get involved with us on Twitter. I am at John. Bacchusino. would love to hear your thoughts on Freddie's memories of his time in Buffalo, uh, what it was like to play for the Bills, and why Bills Mafia fans are so special. Speaking of fans, I want to thank you so much for listening to our episode of Believe, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast. We will be back next weekend talking more Buffalo Bills football.